Hello and welcome to After Hours with Astrid Amir. Today we're talking to Lou Northcote about the normalising of natural skin and her hashtag, Free the Pimple. Hello and welcome to the next episode of After Hours with Astrid Amir. I'm Belly, your host. Today we have the lovely Lou. Lou, do we say Lou, hashtag Free the Pimple? Is that like your, how are we, how are we leading into this? <laughs> I know it's really funny because I have like my name, but then I free the pimple. Um, yeah, I guess I am the creator of the hashtag free the pimple. Yeah, which has had an amazing impact. So, um, little disclaimer: we are doing this podcast via Zoom. So, if there's any bumps or little kerfuffles in the background, that's not our fault. It's because of COVID. Yeah, so, <laughs> isolation um, life. <laughs> exactly. So, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, can you give us a little bit of a, of a story of how you got to where you are? Because obviously you've started a really amazing movement about, you know, showing real skin, which you would think would, should be something that we take for granted, but it's really not, is it? So no. how did that begin? That's kind of one of the reasons it's really strange when you say it out loud. People are like, what? Um, but so I was a model when I was younger. I was a model from the age of 10 to 16. Um, amazing, beautiful skin. Yeah. It was really a weird situation as like a child, Yeah, but it was my like career. It was literally what I loved and what I knew. I would sort of do like Mm -hmm. half day at school and then half on a shoot. So I would literally sit in the makeup chair, like reading my notes and doing school homework and stuff. So it was really kind of all I knew. And I loved playing dress up and I was a dancer and all of this sort of life. Um, but suddenly at 16, my skin decided to kind of go mental right. and I gained acne. And even though like 16 is young, most people mm. seem to get acne, you know, like real teenage years, like from age like 12 to 16 within those yep. years. I had like amazing dull, like flawless skin during that time. And then suddenly when I was 16, my skin literally just went mental. So... As a That's model, one of the yeah, it's yeah. As a model, you know, you're, you're kind of supposed to have really clear skin, and mm-hmm. sadly, I lost my modelling career because of my skin. So, imagine losing your career by the age of sixteen. Yeah. My God! And this is the weird thing people don't get. Like, it's it's really strange to fathom because I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to continue doing this. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. went into this weird spiral of kind of being like, okay, fine. I'm just going to get on my schoolwork, which my dad very much prefers. <laughs> yeah. But I was obsessed with the fashion industry and I still wanted to be within the industry. But mm-hmm. growing up, all I saw was perfect skin images in the whole industry. You know, every magazine you look at, every billboard you look at. I love the industry, but I just suddenly felt like, oh my gosh, I can't fit in because there's no one with skin like me. Mm. Went through my years, still with really bad skin, up and down, still had it, and got to the point where I was really annoyed at seeing such filtered, photoshopped images. Yeah. That I was That's like... normal now, isn't it? Yeah. You expect just, you know... Everyone's you filtered. Before, you're like, what? What's that? <laughs> exactly. And I, I just, I got into a really bad place yeah. within myself and within my life. And I felt really alone because no one had skin like me growing up for some reason. Like acne, I think it's like, it's like 80% of people in their lifetime will suffer with like their skin, but I yeah. just didn't have anyone around me. So I was like, 
does anyone actually have skin like me? Because this was even like sort of when I first, you know, had social media, I was the young generation where Instagram didn't really show anything, but you took pictures of like, I don't know, like with the, out with your friends and you over edit those okay. weird, like yellow edits and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't about <laughs> yeah. the selfies. So I would go on Google and try and find images of anybody and realize that there was no images on social media. So some, somehow I gained the courage and I said to my sister, I was like, I'm going to post a makeup free selfie on social media. And she was like, what? I was like, is that a big deal? And she was like, yeah, it's a really big deal. Asked my friends who have like really good skin. They were like, I would never do that. I was like, why would you never do that? Because Mm. that's just you. And I basically did it completely makeup free. Yeah. Wanted to to find anyone like me. Like I was like, is anyone going to like, listen, is there anyone? Really didn't expect like anyone to say anything. And came up with a hashtag free the pimple because I was like, well, anyone can access a hashtag all over the world. Yeah. You click it and you can use images to, you know, be on the hashtag, etc. So I was like, okay, I'm freeing myself. I'm freeing my pimples. Yeah. Wrote my story, like how, you know, I've dealt with it, etc. etc. Is there anyone else like me? Really expected to get hate. That's the funny thing as well, which is so sad to think about. But I was prepared. Really? And I was like you know what, this is like a big deal because people don't do this. And of course, mm-hmm. people usually say bad things. So I was like, okay, I'm expecting to get all the worst things under the sun. Press like, you know, post. And was like, oh my gosh, seriously, that even there. to this day, which is, uh-huh. I feel very lucky. I haven't like had hate, which is amazing. Well, the thing is, it is amazing because absolutely you were needed, but it's also so sad that you should even be prepared for it, for just being yourself and showing your face you are prepared for a backlash. Like that shows how wildly twisted society is in the expectation that is placed on young women to be perfect. Exactly. And the airbrush thing that you're like, you know, it's, it, sh- it, it was incredibly brave and liberating, but it, like it shouldn't have had to have been, you know? And that's the, the mad thing is that you've been this massive catalyst to be like, this is normal, you know? And that's the weird thing. I think that's why... The reason I haven't had hate, I've had like the unsolicited advice and stuff, but not hate yeah. really because what I've realized is everybody in their lifetime has dealt with their skin at some point. No yeah. one has perfect skin. And that's why I think it resonated so much with so many people and got the sort of boom that it suddenly did that everyone was talking about acne and skin positivity because everyone was like, oh yeah, I've dealt with it. I've dealt with it. And there wasn't really anyone that was like, oh, I've never, you know, I've never not had a spot because everybody gets like a breakout at some point and I was like why has never spoken about this before and I always say to people they're like it's amazing I'm like but the funny thing is I didn't invent acne I just spoke (laughs) about it no one one else like really had which is Mm. the weirdest part that I just didn't understand that it's been around since probably the beginning of time yeah no one spoke about it so what is the just going back to you mentioned that you got unsolicited advice I'm always really interested about this because whenever I post something on um, my Instagram, everyone's suddenly an expert. Uh-huh. I know that I'm guilty of doing it too. If someone's like, I've got psoriasis, I don't suffer from psoriasis, but I follow a girl who's used a cream and it worked really well for her. And I will literally be like that busy girl being like, baby, have you seen this cream? But equally, how many times, okay, here's a question. How many times have people said to you, have you tried giving up dairy? Oh 
I would be very rich if I even just had like a penny for each time. Like, yeah. and the funny thing is I don't even drink milk. Haven't since I was a kid, always hated milk. My sister and I were like, um, before oat milk and almond milk like even existed, we had to have rice yeah. milk in our cereal, which is not nice because it's basically water. I used to drink rice milk. Yeah. So I didn't even have dairy, but yeah, the top ones are dairy. People tell yeah. me to drink water. Oh, I'm like, okay. I drink, like literally they're like, just drink water. It will go away. I'm like, of course I haven't tried that one. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way I think it, it can be kind of funny to an extent, obviously, because you know what I mean? You take it on the chin and I'm like, you can say it, but it's obviously not going to do anything. But the sad thing yeah. is it's because people read into things and there are so many fake things online that these right. people have read that dairy does something or drinking water does something. So they just yeah. believe everything. And there's so much miseducation on skin, which is another reason why I wanted to start my platform was to educate people about like, actually, you know, these things aren't the biggest effect. And most people who have acne are actually the cleanest, healthiest people, which I have found. So it's interesting to educate people as well. What what other miseducation have you got? Because that always fascinates me as well. People are like, oh, you know, have you tried... I don't know, jumping up and down and, I don't know, Hail Marys or like whatever it might be. I've heard some really strange ones. Like, I've heard one where it's about you're eating too much spicy food, apparently. And I was like, really? I don't even eat spicy food. Like, apparently that's one thing that someone said. And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting one. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, that's new. Um, <laughs> it, but yeah, mostly the biggest thing really is, oh, and chocolate. They tell me I eat really bad. They're like, you must eat, like, you're eating greasy food. Stop eating greasy food. I'm like, I'm actually one of the healthiest people ever. So yeah, yeah. it's really interesting how they suddenly think that they, they know you. And, and there's a lot of people, as you were saying, like nice people who are like, oh my gosh, I've tried this cream or my friend tried this. Yeah. I understand that. But the people who literally tell you, oh, you need to do this. Oh, you have to do this. Or you're doing this. I'm like, yeah. hmm, you know me, but. But it also shows the assumptions that people make based on appearances right yeah. so I I do kind of like I'm like in the like plus size kind of and the, the assumptions that people have about weight is it's very similar there are a yeah. lot of parallels in people make oh well you must sit on your bum all day and eat crisps well actually no you know like but same sort of thing oh you must eat greasy food and oh wash your face what yeah oh my god the amount of times people yeah like of it's course you do. yeah but then when are we going to like, this is it. So I love that you're like breaking down these myths and that people have, you know, um, really like really resonated with them. So tell me about how it gained momentum. Cause I know you've kind of had quite a lot of press around it and stuff. So it was really strange. I basically created the whole hashtag and obviously I had a few followers, but it wasn't like I was like huge. And I had even friends who I went to school and stuff like this is amazing. And it was great. But my friend sent me a podcast that ID magazine was doing. And one of the editors was speaking about acne. And he was like, oh my gosh, you need to be the voice of this. And I was like, how, like, how am I going to do that? He's like, I don't know. You have to do it somehow. And I was like, okay, so what am I really good at? I'm really good at stalking people on Instagram, which is really funny, but seriously, it helps. Like you, you know, if you can't, if you don't know, just try, you never know. So I basically went online, found her, Uh went on her Instagram and literally just sent her like, 
a comment on one of her pictures of me. I was like, oh, I heard that you're, you're talking about acne. It's amazing in the fashion industry. I've created this hashtag. This is what I've done. Literally like 10 minutes later, she sent me a message like, what's your email? I want to email you. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then it kind of momentum from there. She was like, this is amazing. I haven't found anyone who wants to speak about this. This is crazy. Will you write like a manifesto, a whole piece, and we'll just publish it with your face? And I was like, oh, okay. When was that? Like, that was two years ago. Two years ago. So wow. I was like, my face. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like completely makeup free. We'll just take one of the pictures from her Instagram. So obviously I was like, okay, this is intense. But she did. She just yeah. let me write a piece and she like edited it a bit. and said it was by me and my face was like everywhere on ID and I was like oh my gosh I'm on ID this is amazing right as a fashion lover like what an incredible I have collected ID for years like I have so many so obviously I was like this is insane but then the weirdest part was it shows how amazing the online world is I literally Mm. woke up the next day and my dad was like google yourself and I was like why he was like you were impressed all over the world So I I was literally in like, I was on MTV Australia, which was pretty random. Oh my God. I was in Elle. I was in Vogue. I was in Japan. I was in Germany. I was, and I was like, whoa, okay. And it just suddenly (laughs) got this momentum because everyone was like, whoa, no one's done this before. As I said, again, it's really weird. Like I didn't create acne, but just, you know, I spoke about it. And because my face was like, big you know acne they were like oh my gosh and it literally it just it just kept coming it was so strange I was getting calls from like Teen Vogue and like emails from Telegraph and I was like oh wow this is this is the thing (laughs) (laughs) so you ended up literally living the dream getting in these incredible magazines and talking about something that you love and it's actually it's better than if you were modeling because if you were modeling you would have just been realizing someone else is creative and been like a part of you know which is again obviously still a really amazing thing to do to work with other creators but now you're the star of the show this is all you babes this is incredible yeah so it was very surreal and very strange and like my dad kept googling me every second and was like oh my gosh you're in this one I was like I know it's really weird it's my face my acne face but it's true and I laugh I say I took a negative and made it a positive so surreal you you are the poster girl for that how did it feel seeing those images of your skin everywhere was there a moment of being like oh like terrified or it was scary because the funny thing is when I look back literally the first picture I posted it wasn't even that bad I had like I was showing like I think like a little bit my face like this and you could see a bit of my skin but not really compared to now I like do proper zoomed in showing people every single like hair on my face to show what normal skin is that it was quite daunting that I was like oh my gosh and they were big images online like when you google be on the home page and I was like okay but then I slowly was like you know what it's just this thing to celebrate and obviously then I got so many messages and so many people saying they have the same thing and using the hashtag so it just gave me more confidence to continue Mm -hmm. to show more and to be more real with it to you know really keep it going instead of like hiding away it just literally gained more confidence which was amazing and people using the hashtag I was like this is crazy people are actually using this so it was really cool so what would you say your proudest moments were throughout that Definitely ID because then because of all this momentum, it then led up to, they called me like a week or two later, like, do you want to do a documentary with us? And I was like, yes, 
So they do like little documentaries on their YouTube that <laughs> they came round to my house and they interviewed me and I did a documentary online with ID Magazine, which is absolutely amazing. That's like my dream. I basically was like, right, I've ticked it. I'm done. I know he's doing it. But then I've been very lucky to work with things like I've worked with Girls Talk and I've been able to become friends with Adwa, who is an inspiration. Um, I did Stylist Live. I got to speak on stage in front of thousands of people, which was terrifying. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. So that was really cool. You got barefaced as well. Did you? No, just do- I didn't do barefaced. I was yeah. going to, but I was a bit because there was some people in the crowd that yeah. But I still they had my pictures being on screen barefaced. Yeah, which like, crazy. I don't know if I, like I could do that. You know, yeah, but. it was quite daunting. Um, I did BBC Breakfast as well, which was great. Barefaced. I didn't have any makeup on, which was insane. Um, and recently, I was just in Love Magazine. Uh, completely oh, makeup free. Another amazing crazy. Magazine. Yeah. So I was printed and I was shot by David Sims, a very famous photographer. Um, completely makeup free on a very amazing set, you know, being put on Love magazine. And I was like, this is crazy. But it was fun. I got to go into like WH Smith and like, this is me. <laughs> so have you found that actually you're modeling again now? In a weird way, sort of. And in a way I don't mind that it's like I don't know if I'll completely model again. I don't know how the industry will change in that way. But yeah, it's great because I can kind of pick the sort of things I want to do. And it has more of an impact now than just being in a campaign. You know, the whole thing about love was just like insane. There's a whole page of me, you know, makeup free. So yeah, it's, it's done a weird full circle. And it's kind of like I have this saying, I always say like, um, if one path to your destination doesn't work, just try a different one. So I kind of tried a different one, you know, and we got there in a different way. Yeah. Let's talk about, because I know that another thing that you talk a lot about is uh, mental health um, throughout your journey with your skin. So I know that, I mean, we're going to kind of skip back again. So when you're 16 and suddenly your face has changed and you're, you can't do the thing that you were doing before that made you really happy, like how did that affect you and how have you kind of rolled with it so far? It really, really, really affected me. Um, mm. I was at like college where I went to, I decided to, my home is actually Dubai. Um, so I left the whole country and decided to go live in England um, when my skin was ridiculously bad in a whole new place with whole new people in like a college where you're making friends and all this sort of stuff. And it was, yeah. it was terrifying. I spent most of the time in my room. I would never go out of my room without oh. like caked on foundation. Um, I was actually like seeing a guy at college and I would sleep with my makeup on if I was ever near him. Like it was, it was really bad. And obviously I knew that was bad for my skin, but I just, and he'd never said anything, but in my head I was like, no, 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 no. So I just masked myself and felt really sort of isolated and alone and, you know, like nothing about myself. I was just really kind of depressed to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it even continued like when I was into uni, I was like so scared to meet new people. I was like, oh my gosh. Sometimes I wouldn't want to go into uni for my lecture because I was like, I don't want to wear makeup, but I have to wear makeup. Oh my God. It was really bad. What did you study? Um, I studied fashion buying and merchandising. So I was at a fashion university. I went to LCF, London College. Oh yeah. Fashion. yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a few years. UAL alumni. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is terrifying that it would literally even affect your education as well. And like, let's yeah. be honest, not cheap to go to London College no. of Fashion. No. You want to be going into those lectures and yeah. like it's holding you back in every way. 
And speaking to you now, it's really hard to imagine you being that girl that would be scared to yeah. talk to anyone or, you know, even leave the house because you didn't want to have to cake on the makeup. So what did you do to, I mean, obviously I know that the, the, the hashtag and the movement was a big catalyst, but what did you do before that to get to that point? Well, it got so bad that luckily I've been with my boyfriend for a long time. I've been with him for six years. So he was with me when I was at uni and he kind of saw my whole skin journey, still has. So he was a big help because he made me feel like, you know, good about myself. But it it did get to such a bad point that I wouldn't eat because if he was at work and I was at home, you know, away like not at uni, I couldn't even walk to the shop, which was five minutes down the road to go get food. If there wasn't any food in the house, I would wait the whole day until he came back to eat. So it did get to the point where I was just so like, this isn't what life should be. And why am I letting my skin? It was just this weird, like switch in my head that I was like, you can either continue, you know, being so like miserable and literally doing nothing and canceling plans, not seeing people, or you really need to change. And there was just something in me that was like, okay, people are doing so much online. I want to create a space. I want to talk to people. I want to find someone like me and just suddenly gained this courage. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I did. It had to get really bad first, kind of. Yeah. Which was bad, but it did to then yeah. kind of have this switch. And obviously having the support from someone who loves you and has been through the journey with you will be a big, yeah. big, big help, you know. Um, what advice would you give to people who were going through stuff that's similar? I always say this now, like the online space can be really, you know, scary and negative, but it can actually be one of the most positive places online. Even if they themselves, you know, don't want to post images, etc. We are so nice that any community is one of the best communities online. I say this, but we are <laughs> because people comment and we will literally reply to you or you send us a DM and we will reply because we know exactly how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I pride myself on. I I do try to connect with people still. It's not just like posting, you know, there's an actual community. And Mm -hmm. it is scary because there's a lot of times where you don't have anyone in your life who has skin like you or who understands. Mm -hmm. So reaching out online, it can actually be very positive. So I do say to people like, go online, search the hashtags, free the pimple, acne, et cetera. You will find people like you And I do, I have all these like online friends, which is amazing from the community because we've all gone through the same thing. Yeah. And they've all felt that same way of being like, you know, I don't want to go out and look at me. And, and the fact that you've turned it around, I suppose it's going to help people learn to accept themselves as they are as well. And that's the real beauty in it is seeing someone accepting themselves, flourishing and just turning it into this kind of shared experience where you're like, you know, you're not alone. That's got to just that hopefully should be a big catalyst for people to feel feel a bit better for themselves. So I know that you talk a lot about skincare. I was like, oh, I might have to purchase one of those little rollers watching you talking (gasps) about rollers. I was like, going to get one of them. Um, Talk to me about what your skincare routine is like at the moment. So at the moment, um, I'm a big person on like hydration for my skin. Mm -hmm. And that's the weird thing that when I was younger, I was terrified to put moisturizer on my face, which was another myth that if you have acne and you put moisture on your face, it makes it worse. But that's not true. It can actually make it bad that you're not putting it on your face because it can over dry it. All of the nice scientific facts that I know now. Um, but no, I, so I love like hydrating products. At the moment I love, um, Pi skincare. They're an amazing brand because it's all, all organic. 
stuff. Yes. Yeah. And the ingredients are like not harsh. There's no fragrances, etc. So it's great for acne prone skin. And I'm using their chamomile day cream. So it's really calming. Um, and then I'm big on oils again, which scares a lot of people, which yeah. we'll talk about is I'm like, guys, it's really good for your skin, even if you have acne. Um, and I have quite a bougie one. It's, it does last a while for the price, but it's by Herbivore Botanicals and it's their lapis oil. It's really good at like balancing skin and it's just a great oil. Cause yeah, it's, I like to look like a glazed donut, I say, because <laughs> you get that glowy look. A little shine. Yes. yes. And <laughs> sun cream. Everyone, I was that person who was like, what? Sun cream? It, I don't see the difference but you need to wear sun cream every day of your life, even if you're inside. Because it seriously will help you in the long run. I've realized that. And by so many people I've followed and seen like how they've aged and things, I'm like, yeah, sun cream. It really, really does help. I've only just, I mean, I've got a few years on you and I'm like, I am literally, if there's a little slot of like sun in the clouds, I'll go and lay in it. And I'm like, we're all deficient in vitamin D in the UK. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm just going to fry myself. But also don't want to look like an old tea no, yeah. seriously, I put sun cream on every day. I love sun cream. And I love a brand called Helio Care. All La Roche-Posay is amazing. Yeah, my friend uses that Helio Care. And I use a little so bit and good. it's like so silky, isn't yeah. it? It's and so it good. Something that kind of like, I felt like it made my skin look yeah. quite nice as well. Yeah. So it, it's, it's interesting, but I think the hard thing is with skincare and acne and talking about it is we are told, you know, so much like use this and it will do this. It has some properties, but I always say to people, I'm like, it's really hard, but you, you can't like completely clear your skin just with skincare, mm. especially when you have acne. There's so many other underlining things. It can be your hormones. It could be your genetics. It could be an allergy. It could be, there's so many concepts when it comes to, to acne. And I've been able to help like calm my skin compared to what it looked like when I was younger with skincare. But it's not like you'll put on one cream and you know you wake up the next day like, oh, my skin's clear. And that's hard for a lot of like young people who follow me because you're throwing all these ads, you know, that you think, oh my gosh, it's a miracle. Mm-hmm. But no, you just have to, and this is what you say, I educate on like ingredients and like hydration or like exfoliation, et cetera, et cetera. It's good to sort of understand what they can do to a certain extent, but yeah, it's, there's no miracle cream, unfortunately. Don't expect miracle. So how did you find, did you go to the doctors when it first happened and how were they with the whole journey? Because obviously this isn't, it's not, there's a difference between acne and a hormonal breakout of yeah. two or three spots, you know. So how, how did you find the journey med- medically? I oh, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, it's weird because you don't have a life-threatening disease. Mm-hmm. So you feel weird going to a doctor to talk about it. You know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, it's just kind of skin. Yeah. Um, it's not the easiest situation because it is just skin. I have been on antibiotics three times, six months each, which is really bad, which I now know, but I didn't before. And it affected my gut. So then I had a really bad gut problem. Didn't take probiotics because I had no idea they existed and what they were because they didn't tell me. So I had to go see a nutritionist, became intolerant to gluten, um, then I had to like cut out gluten, take all these supplements, fix my gut. I can now eat gluten without getting bloated, yeah. but still during that process, I still had acne. So people were like, maybe it's the gluten, maybe it's not, et cetera, et cetera. So I have done a lot and I'm actually now on one of the strongest pills in the world. Um, I've decided to go on Accutane 
which is... Oh, I've heard of that. Yes. So that's the next stage I'm on. And it's interesting because people are always like, are you contradicting yourself because you created a movement about freeing the pimple, but you're now on a pill to clear it. It's a hard one because for me, the only reason I want to clear it is because of the pain. So I got my acne again and it was just really painful. I don't mm-hmm. care how it looks. Like I will walk outside makeup yeah. free. I'm not makeup free right now. It's just really bad, but I had another no, meeting beforehand. Yeah. Whereas like, would you be like makeup free? Yeah. So for me, it's just to deal with the pain, but it's also interesting how controversial it is. I didn't realize until I went on it. Right. So I'm educating people at the same time, which is another great sort of add to my journey is to educate people on this pill. And it's your journey. You know, you just summed it up there. It's your journey. And I think that we're all guilty of like wanting people to be a certain way. I mean, you know, exactly. so have you had people sort of being disappointed in the fact that you're like trying to... Weirdly, I've had not like that many. I've had a few, but then mm-hmm. the rest of them, because they've suffered with acne and it is this acne community, they totally understand why. Because they're the same. And the way I say it was, the reason I invented Free Pimple was in that time I was so alone and I found yeah. these people and the best part is there are so many different sides of acne because all of the following I have, you know, some of them go down the vegan route. Some of them don't do anything. Some of them go on Accutane. There's no right or wrong. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to do this whole 360 to see all the different things, to be able to talk about the different things and relate to people in so many different ways. But they all kind of get it because they're in the same boat as me. And yeah. as I said, the pain is all I care about. Like I get headaches like from spots like this. I have to take painkillers. Um, like sometimes I'll like bleed on my pillow. Like it, it's more than just, oh, you've got red spots on your face. Mm-hmm. It's not like nice to deal with. So yeah. I was like, we're going to try it and see what happens. But it's, it's, it takes a long time to go on this pill as well. I was on a waiting list for a year. Wow. So Yeah. Um, it's, it's not something to be taken lightly and you have to sign a lot of documents and it's a roller coaster of a journey, but it's interesting to be able to talk about to people as well. Cause yeah. I'm learning things that I didn't know until now that I'm on it. So this is it. And if you think about your community, like you say, they all understand they're not going to begrudge you wanting to, you know, make things more comfortable for yourself or improve them for yourself. And actually they might even end up following suit and it's better to have a completely in transparent and have someone being really honest and open and just documenting it for them because that probably doesn't really exist anywhere right now no exactly and that's the thing that I've realized because like it is very controversial I hate saying this I don't want to scare people but um it can be linked to mental health so you have to be very careful when you're on it to be watched if you feel a certain type of way and there have been articles that come out that you know has led teenagers to do certain things and to take their own life which is really horrible but that's why it's very strong and I have learned so much from dermatologists and learned so much about it because I know person like personally know dermatologists so for me it's about educating those teenagers and things like that that you wouldn't just get from a medical professional because they're just seeing it from a medical side they're not seeing it from the personal side so actually you know being sort of like their agony aunt telling them the truth explaining how to deal with it things about lower doses, et cetera, et cetera. For me, that's also really important that I want to share things that weren't shared before. So it's, it's interesting. And I guess it is, you've got that balance of, you know, they're both difficult, but which one's more difficult? And actually, if it comes to the point that taking the medication is the less difficult option, oh my God, absolutely do it. Yeah. So is this your full-time job? I work in fashion. 
Mm-hmm. So I got to work in the industry that I always wanted to, but I've been, because I was a model, I did my first internship when I was 14 at a fashion magazine. Yeah. Um, I was always that kid who was like, I want to be in it. Um, I basically learned what a fashion buyer was when I was 13 years old because I was on a set modeling for um, something called Boutique One. A woman came in with all these pretty dresses and I was like, who's she? And they were like, oh, she's the buyer. And I was like, what's buyer? And they told me, and I literally went home and like Googled and said to my dad, I would like to go to London College of Fashion when I'm 18 and study fashion buying. And he was like, you're going to change your mind. And I was like, nope. So kid, you know, I wanted to be a buyer from the age of 13. Um, studied it. And then weirdly, I'm now doing the opposite. So I work in wholesale for a brand. Oh, wow. Okay. I sell to the buyers. So yeah. it's, literally, it's just, it's the same thing. It's opposite. So yeah, I really do enjoy it. Um, it's a busy month because I will be selling this month. So it's, it's great. We're, we're going to be doing Zoom selling as well. So not in person, oh, which is yeah. very different. But You're holding up the garments, like, here you go. <laughs> exactly. So no, it's fun. And I, I love the industry. That's, that's mm. why it's interesting that, you know, I, I got into it in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I'm still, you know, I love it, but I still want real skin to be shown. Yeah. Like we need to do that more. We need less Photoshop. Oh, 100% agree. So that's amazing. So the buy, I mean, I was always really jealous of the buyers because they get to do loads of traveling. They're like, oh, I'm going to like nip over somewhere. Yeah. You're going to go and see the factories in Portugal and they're going to take us out for dinner. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. Because I was just sat like doing content. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. So you're still in fashion and maybe you can have like a little bit more of like kind of like at the root impact as well. Yeah. This would look great with natural skin on a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what is your happy place? Oh, it's a it's strange thing I say to people. I cook every single day. So I... Well, if I like go to the office or when I finish my day at work, cooking is my therapy because it's a time where I don't look at my phone. I don't do anything. I just cook. And I've always loved to cook and bake. So I make sure I cook every single night and people are like every single night. I'm like, yeah, every single night. It's my way to like relax after like a long day. And I just, I like making food. So that's my sort of therapy. In What's a weird your way. special dish? What's your like you have to ask my boyfriend. That's a hard question because I literally cook everything. I cooked a whole Christmas dinner myself, um, which mm. was insane. So I'm that person who likes to push boundaries. We made lasagna on the weekend, which I make from scratch as well. I make my own cheese sauce. Like, yeah. So yeah. my boyfriend's a graphic designer and an artist. So oh, he's always it. like drawing and doing that sort of thing. So in a way, my creativity is my social media. Because yeah. I studied photography at college. That's why on my Instagram, I like to do like high quality images. You take your own pictures then? Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I do self-portraits, which is hilarious. I have a little clicker. That sounds much better than like, you take your, take your own pictures. No, they're self-portraits. <laughs> <laughs> like, like not, like, it's not the same as me. Like, uh, yeah. so I've got a nice camera, you know how to use yeah. it. And I mean, that's again, really useful considering that you're trying to show the beauty of natural skin. So I kind of model for myself now, you know, I, I'm in my own like studio with my own clicker and my own camera, but really I pride myself on that. And that's how I get my creativity flowing because I, I went to art college and everything. So I still like to be creative and that's a weird therapy, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. And then your typical thing, you know, I love to exercise and stuff, but not as much as I, I can at the moment, which has really stressed me out because I'm so busy and I'm always then too tired to work out because we're all stuck inside the whole time. But yeah. 
So working out and making lots of delicious foods. Yes. What keeps you positive? I don't know. I think, again, it sounds like, but my community is like, they, they help me on a bad day because obviously people are like, oh, you're so positive. I'm like, I'm not positive all the time because I'm a human being. Like there's no yeah. such thing as being like, okay, the whole time. And it's true when I have bad days and I see other people, you know, posting about their skin, being positive. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like you are amazing. And then it brings your mood up because I make sure I follow accounts that do bring my mood up that I don't, you know, compare myself to and feel bad about that's another big thing I try to tell people like you can unfollow people if it makes you feel you know a type of way it's important that all different aspects of your life there is some positivity into it especially social media because we spend so long on it so it's a great way if you feel bad to follow uplifting accounts because they do uplift you yes definitely um and so on a bad day what's the typical you'll do like a few things so you'll cook you'll go and do some exercise and you'll find some people that you like on social media and you'll have a chat. Yeah. And skincare again. My favorite thing is to do a mask. I always say that. I always like do a face mask to chill. Is there a specific one that you'd recommend? I love sheet masks, which mm. terrify my poor boyfriend when I put them on. Um, but they're my favorite. Any type of sheet mask. As I said, I like to look like the glazed donut. So they're very hydrating. <laughs> nice, smooth layer. Of yes. Beautiful. So I guess the next thing, the last thing to round up with is what's next? What's coming? I have lots of things that I have in my brain and some things I I want to do. There might be something writing involved, um, which would be very cool. So that's something that might be happening um, when I have the time to sit down and do that. Um, (laughs) But that's that's kind of the big goal. Um, But I still have this goal that I've said, which I have no idea if it'll happen, but even if it's not me, someone in the acne community, I want to see acne on the front cover of a magazine and on a billboard. Those are like the highest goals. Right. So I got into, I got on Vogue online and I got into Love Magazine and ID. So you never know, but it, I just think it, it would have such an amazing impact because even if it was done once, mm. it would reach so many people and make them feel included in an industry they're not always included in. And then that is something I really hope. That is the key thing, isn't it? Is to feel included and to feel like you're being represented. That's so incredible. It's such an inspiring story. I love it so much. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you so much for chatting to me today. I've really, really enjoyed it. I know, thank you so much. It's been amazing. And I have absolutely no doubt that you're going to be on a board (laughs) or on the front of a magazine because look how much you've achieved, like you say, from posting it only two years ago, how much it was needed and... I know it's weird and that's why I always say to people I'm like you'd be surprised just do it like don't care what other people think just do it seriously that's it just do it thank you so much thank you thank you for listening to After Hours by Ashton and Mie make sure you subscribe to our podcast and if you've enjoyed this episode please leave us a review see you back here next week for a brand new episode We'll be right back.